Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. Today, we're coming at you with our very fun favorite, some of our favorite episodes, I should say, to do, because they are our Spookster Club Select episodes, which is any one of our patrons who are $10 and up, they get to select a topic that we will cover. And this week, we are going to do Lindsay's episode. This was a very interesting pick, and we are here for it. And you might be like, what the hell when I say the title? <laughs> it's about the Denver International Airport. If you're new, welcome to the show. This isn't how our normal format is, Mm-mm. but it's going to be a very fun episode. You can find us on all the social medias. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to engage with us more, we do have a Facebook group, Three Spooked Girls Official. During this whole quarantine and COVID-19 pandemic. I have been living for that Facebook group because it has been an amazing way for us to stay connected to the world around us, especially our listeners. We've been doing weekly watch parties, which are going to change in May, but still are going to kind of be around. It's going to be fun. And there's just been a ton of content that makes us laugh. So you want to hang out with us there, Mm -hmm. go do that. If you want to help support our show and if you want to get your very own episode like Lindsay is getting today, uh, just head to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls and all the information is there for a little as a dollar. You get bonus content, $2 and up, get my newish because it's been about it's been a couple months now episodes of Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews slash plot lines. We just call it Slaughters for short because that's a hell of a name for a segment. (laughs) $5 and up patrons get video content and their own live each month. And $10 and up patrons get to pick a topic. And it goes up from there. We have a couple of 25s. We even go all the way up to 50. So it's literally dealer's choice. But like I said, for little as a dollar, you're getting bonus content. Yes, yes. And if you're a $10 patron and you're scratching your head right now going, I'm a $10 patron, but I haven't had an episode. Well. 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 You need to contact <laughs> us and let us know. Tara and I not only run the show, but we have families and lives and work and all this crazy stuff. So if you want your episode, you got to you gotta tell us. Yep. Let us know. You can DM us on Patreon or those of you that are in the Facebook group. You probably see me in there. You can DM me over there. And we will gladly add it. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- the next one we are going to be doing is Kitty's episode. She sent us a couple suggestions on topics. So 
We chose that out tonight, so that's exciting. Yes, I'm excited. Send us your topic, which pretty much we are open to whatever. (laughs) Spooky true crime preferred, but I think it was Kelly who sent us Parks and Rec, and we made it work. So, you know, it was fun. It was fun. I am (laughs) here for that. Yes, but Denver airports, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So you're probably wondering how the Denver airport could be spooky. Well, there's several things that could make it spooky. But before we get into the conspiracy theories and weird art and lizard people and secret societies, (laughs) let's just run down some facts about the Denver airport. Mm -hmm. If you know someone who works at the Denver airport or you work at the Denver airport, kudos to you guys. They just straight lean into this. Yeah. You know, like when places have conspiracy theories about them and they're like, we don't subscribe to that. That doesn't happen here. (laughs) No, they're like, "Mm -mm, lizard people live in the basement. They're down there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Renovating for the lizard people. (laughs) Okay. So the Denver International Airport is the fifth busiest airport in the world. Wow. That's pretty crazy. It was built in 1995 to replace another airport, and that airport was the Stapleton International Airport. If you're wondering if you're flying into it, the Denver airport code is DEN, D-E-N, but locally it is known as DIA. DIA, yeah. Yeah, which I think sounds more on par with like how like CIA, DIA, like (laughs) that kind of stuff, you know, because all the conspiracy theories that are there. Mm. By the way, it is the largest airport in North America. It is 33,531 acres. Wow. Or if you can't wrap your head around that, it's 52.4 square miles. And for those who don't use the system we use, if you use the metric system, it is 135.7 kilometers squared. It is the second largest airport in the world, and it is behind the King Fund International Airport. It has the longest runway in North America at 16,000 feet, which is 3.3 miles or 4.88 kilometers. Wow. Right? If you are to look at the airport from above and look at just the runways, you might think that Denver was extremely racist as the runways depict A crude image of a swastika. Yeah. The Denver International Airport's official statement is the reason they all point different directions is so that four, essentially four planes could take off simultaneously or land simultaneously so that there would be constant use. However, many airports that are busy, (laughs) theirs don't look anything like that. And I'm pretty sure when we flew in there, we were on that freaking tarmac for like a goddamn hour. Felt like it. Bullshit. <laughs> right? Continuous my ass. <laughs> the airport flies to 215 nonstop destinations. It has 23 different airlines. And in 2019, it served or serviced 69 million 15,703 people. That's insane. Right? It also employs up to 350,000 people. Wow. This is all according to their wiki page. Mm Mm-hmm. It took the place of the Stapleton International Airport, and the Denver International Airport is 25 miles from downtown Denver and is actually 19 miles further away from downtown Denver than Stapleton was. So people (laughs) were like, why is it so far away? What are y'all hiding out there? 
And just for like to try to picture this, the airport is one and a half times larger than Manhattan. That's crazy. It's its own little city. Right. In 2018, they began renovations and concourse expansion. So if you have been there in the last two years, you may have seen some construction going on. The three concourse are A, B, and C, and then they have a a main terminal. Tara and I were in C. Mm -hmm. They also have those very fun people movers. We took advantage of those. (laughs) A little later, I'm going to talk about some murals in just actually a minute or so. But just so that you know, two of the four murals have been taken down. And the two that are remaining are are by the baggage claim. So when Tara and I were there and we're like, we didn't see anything. It's because... We were flying back to Sacramento. Yes, it was a layover. (laughs) Right. We didn't get to see that, which I'm also disappointed because another thing that they have near the baggage claim is because there's all of these conspiracy theories about like lizard people, secret societies, spooky shit. They had like this gargoyle statue that was like sitting in a suitcase. Mm -hmm. People were always creeped out by it. So this is why I say like the Denver International Airport just like straight leans into shit. They basically got an animatronic gargoyle sculpture and somebody runs it. It's interactive. So like people walk by and it'll like call out to them and people talk about it. It will (laughs) welcome them to the new headquarters of the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a fun place. Right. So there's actually an on-site morgue. Oh. I was like, what the hell? Also, like, it's not just that this is a very big, wide area. It also goes down five stories. Mm -hmm. Tara and I will talk about some of the reasons why they think it goes down five stories later and that there's, like, these bunkers and shit. But the reason that Denver International Airport says it's there is they actually created, like, a self-automatronic, self-guided baggage claim system. So basically, they were like trying to make it so that there weren't as many baggage handlers, that things would just happen. Um, (laughs) But apparently that was a problem. And it did last for like, I want to say 10 years. It went from like 1995 to 2009. No, 2005, my bad. Hmm. So 10 years. So 1995 to 2005. Mm -hmm. And so it never worked properly. And they were just like, fuck it. They got rid of it. So now the tunnels that are down there are used for the baggage handlers to move, which in all reality seems really smart because Denver is like, I mean, we were there in the winter and it was freezing cold outside Mm -hmm. and they're like constantly de-icing the planes and everything like that. So being able to like take them and then go underground as quickly as possible so they don't have to like be outside is both nice for people's suitcases and also nice for the employees. Mm -hmm. Some of the employees do get a little creeped out down there because of the morgue. Yeah. And I tried to think of like why there would be a morgue on site. And then I was like, well, maybe... I don't know. I was trying to think like maybe if someone's like sending a body home or something because that happens. People ship mm-hmm. things. And so it might have to be like you have to come claim it at the. I don't know. I'm making shit up now. That's like a valid thing. I would think maybe you never know. Yeah. But moving on from the creepy thing, <laughs> it actually went two billion, two billion dollars over budget and a total of four point eight billion dollars. Crazy. And people are like, why? Well, let me tell you, they think it's because there's bunkers downstairs. And we'll talk about those in a minute. But I mentioned some murals, which, by the way, the airport was commissioned by the New World Airport Commission, which doesn't fucking exist. It's not a thing. So there's so much like 
weird shit with this place. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk about those murals. So this is the actual quote from the Denver International Airport wiki page. The Denver International Airport has four murals, all of which have been the topic of conspiracy theorists and debate. The murals are very ambiguous in meaning, depicting scenes including caged animals, fires, suffering people, and a soldier with a blade and a gas mask. They have been interpreted in the past by onlookers to represent war, hope, and even the New World Order. That's on the official wiki page, people. The murals were painted by Leo Taggama. I'm sorry if I'm saying that last name wrong. And the two that are left are in the Jespin Tunnel on level five. It's like two murals, but it's like one mural, if that makes sense. You know, like you'll be walking and you'll see like one part and then you go a little farther and then there's like the completed picture. That's kind of what this is. Mm -hmm. There's four of them, but there's like two sets of like stories. Yeah. The one that's still up is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. And the first one that you see is basically animals caught in nets, dead children, a fire, caged animal, children displaying sadness. It shows the destruction of the environment. And so people take this as like, oh my God, this is like what we're doing to the world right now. And then the next one, when you walk a little further, it shows children celebrating. There's all this growth. Animals are like frolicking, like a whale is jumping. The forest is regrown. It's got like a picture of all these children around the world. So it's very happy. So it's very much got like a duality theme to it. You know, the negative, like what's happening or could happen to this could be a happy future if we take care of the first picture. Now, the second mural, which is no longer there or has been removed for restoration. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It has a Nazi-esque soldier in like complete head-to-toe olive green wearing a gas mask. Are you my mummy style gas mask? And he's killing, he or she, I don't want to, killing a dove with a sword. And it's kind of like the soldier is coming out of ruined city and there's like children sleeping. And there's like in one of the corners is a letter from a child at a concentration camp and like Auschwitz. So it's very like destructive and death. The other side of it, the duality picture is children celebrating. The soldier is laying dead at the bottom of the mural. And that there's all these children from all over the world and it has like hope and different words for hope in different languages. And then... The children are like holding bundles of swords that are wrapped in their flags and they're like throwing them down on top of the soldier to like destroy it. And there's like a rainbow at the top and it's like happiness. It has a lot of feels to it. Yeah. But because of this, people have assumed that basically this is like what will happen when there's a new world order, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to take a little break and Tara's going to tell you about some fun stuff. And then we're going to come back and talk some major fucking conspiracy theorists. And I will tell you right now, I do not believe the Illuminati exists. I don't. But for the sake of this episode, your girl Jessica going to be super pro Illuminati. Mm. Okay, so yeah, I picked two little short conspiracies that I've heard about even before looking into this more. Uh, I used to live in Colorado for about five years and frequent DIA plenty of times. 
The first one caught my eye before I even realized it had any kind of conspiracy. And I just saw it and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so this first thing is the Blue Mustang, a.k.a. Blucifer. <laughs> if you have no clue what I'm talking about, he is a 32-foot tall Mustang weighing 9,000 pounds. He is cobalt blue. And he has these creepy as shit neon glowing red eyes. I liked it best in one of the videos I watched. You can watch a bunch of YouTube videos on this stuff. A lot of them are super short. Someone said that this looks like something straight out of an 80s B horror movie. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. It totally does. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. The statue was made completely out of polychromed fiberglass, and it was commissioned by Luis Jimenez. And more on him in a minute. So... If you can't tell by the nickname, the people of Denver weren't exactly excited about this edition uh, when it arrived to the airport because many people believe that it's cursed. There's rumors that people who come in contact with this statue or come into the vicinity that it's in because it's kind of off. It's not like right there in the airport. It's like out when you're like driving and shit. Mm-hmm. There's reports of people becoming lightheaded or dizzy or even passing out. So that's creepy. Others believe that it's actually supposed to represent the four horsemen of the apocalypse and is a demonic figure. It also has a bunch of other nicknames, which are so fun, and I picked out a couple to let you guys know what they were. He is also known as Satan's Steed, the Denver Doom Horse, the Blue Stallion of Death, and uh, yeah, those were my top three besides uh, Lucifer. Lucifer's my fave, though. Mm. (laughs) But the reason why everyone has this like predisposition that it's a dark statue figure, I don't really know what to call that, Mm -hmm. is because it does have a dark history that's actually true. So like I said, it was created by an artist named Luis Jimenez. The airport had commissioned this in 1993, but there would be tons and tons of delays with it for some reason, and it would end up taking 15 years in total for it to be completed. In its final two years of construction, there would be a tragic event that would take place. In 2006, when they were trying to move Lucifer, a piece of it actually fell off and it severed an artery in Luis's leg, which caused him to bleed out and die. So there's your death stuff. But his sons would go on to finish the piece by 2008, and they would also explain the red eyes. It was actually to pay tribute to the fact that Luis had worked in a neon light shop type of thing when he was younger, and I was owned by, I think a video said, by his father. So it's kind of like an homage to his youth type of situation Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't representing the four horsemen or anything scary. It was actually supposed to represent the wild spirit of the old American West because you're in Colorado. So it's like, you know, cowboys, stuff like that. So really, is this just weird bad luck or is there really bad juju? I will let you decide on your opinions. I feel like it was just a freak accident for poor Luis. And now the other kind of quick conspiracy theory that I got here, Jessica kind of touched on a little bit. And this will segue into the Illuminati talk. So in the Jeppesen terminal, there's a time capsule with a capstone over the seal there. So this time capsule was dedicated on March 19th, 1994, and it's said to be sealed until 2094. So like a hundred year capsule type of thing. 
supposedly, because no one can 100% confirm, inside's just some basic things like a credit card, which I don't know why you'd put a credit card in there, but okay, a Colorado flag, a newspaper from that day, and then just kind of some everyday 90s basic shit, because they think people of the future probably won't know what a credit card is anymore, I guess. I mean... I pay for most of my shit on my phone. This is true. But that's not what's important here, though. So enough on that. I just thought it was kind of funny. What is important is the capstone, the stone top thing. It has something on it that makes conspiracy theorists freak out. (laughs) It has a symbol that is a square and compasses on it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is the symbol of the Freemasons. And if you don't know who the Freemasons are... The easiest way to describe them is they are the world's oldest and largest fraternity, basically. Just watch National Treasure, people. Right? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Something funny before I, like, go on about that. (gasps) What? That should be National Treasure 3, Denver Airport. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody call Nicolas Cage. Oh, God. No, but in one of the videos I watched about Freemasons, it was, there's a, like, branch sect whatever of like kind of younger guys and the reporter was like be real how many of you watch that shit and that's why you joined and then like two of them were like yep (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh god i have a plan Uh uh-huh but it involves dan brown oh no no it was it wasn't national treasure it was i think it was his book i don't know it was a book yeah it was his book i think i don't know it was something like that and i was laughing oh yeah National Treasure talks about the Freemasons a lot, whereas, like, Dan Brown talks about the Illuminati a shit ton. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that the two should, like, mash up. So it would be, like... Yeah. The biggest crossover ever. Right. But it'd be the Denver airport. <laughs> Somebody call Tom Hanks and Nicolas Cage and get this shit going. Right? God. Who do we know in Hollywood? No <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but um, since we're talking about, you know, some noteworthy people... There's been a lot of very noteworthy people who were Freemasons, some of them being George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Winston Churchill, Mozart, and even, this one made me laugh, I'm sorry, Colonel Sanders was a Freemason. What? (laughs) The Colonel? Right? That's awesome. Right? I know. So basically, they are a group of men. And in some places, there's very, very few women now, I believe. Not a lot. And especially not when they started. And they started out as stonemasons, but eventually they morphed into gentlemen's, quote, masons. So that way, men from different backgrounds, different trades, and different jobs could come and join as well. Basically, how to get into this, it was explained that, and of course, take this how you want, you would need to apply at a lodge. And you need to be someone of good character and have a belief in a supreme being. And then the current members would take a vote and then it's like a whole process and it's this whole fucking thing. Anyways, they have a ton of secrecy around them, which is why everyone freaks out over them. And they do all kinds of rituals and stuff. And then it might have been the same video or like I think this was like a series on the Freemasons. The reporter was talking to this guy who's like important with the Freemasons. And he was like, so what would happen if I found out about your guys' secrets or, you know, your rituals or whatever? And the guy's just kind of like looking at him like nothing. The reporter's like, would you kill me? And the guy laughs and he's like, no, I'd buy you a beer. And I'm like, oh, God, he'd kill you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sir, don't answer questions you don't want answers to. Right. Pretty much where that was going. But anyways, so and then there's, of course, rumors that they link to the Illuminati and all of that. But I'm going to leave the Illuminati stuff to Jessica here in just a minute. But like I said, the reason I brought them up is because their symbols on this capstone thing on the time capsule and all of this thought of them being linked to the airport. On top of that, on the stone, there's the names of two grandmasters on it. And then it also has engraved in it the New World Airport Commission, which came up also to such a reoccurring thing. So people think that the New World Order is in charge of the airport, but it's said that it came from an arts advocate named Charles Ansbacher, who chose the name as a tribute to Antonin de Vrock. I'm probably not even saying that anywhere close to correct, but basically this other dude. So some music piece he had called New World Symphony. Okay, okay, because other videos I watched tried to be like, oh, the, the New World Airport existed for two seconds, but then got shut down. So which is it, DIA? Which is it? Tell me. It's both. <laughs> But then a spokesperson from DIA said that the New World Airport Commission was the name given to a group of local politicians and business people who helped fund the airport's construction. Okay. What kind of businessmen? What kind of politicians? Illuminati. (laughs) Stop giving us half stories here, people. Right? They're like, if I tell you the full truth, I die. I can't. Sorry. And then the last little fuel to the fire. And this kind of reminded me of... I think it was a Jim Carrey movie that was about numbers and shit. Conspiracy theorists focus on the dedication date, which was March 19th, 1994, like I said. More specifically, the actual date and the year. Because if you add those individual numbers up, so the 191994, you get the sum of 33. And 33 is significant because it represents perfection and it's the highest degree in masonry you can hold. So they are like 33. Boom, date, they picked it because Freemasons, da, 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 linked it's all together. So please let us know your thoughts on this. I think it's interesting. <laughs> but now we're going to go into the main, main event into our conspiracy theories. And Jessica, please tell us about the Illuminati. I'm so excited. No, I'm serious. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Like I mentioned, when we were talking about the mirrors earlier, a lot of people believe that they represent the New World Order or were commissioned by someone in the New World Order or that the murals are actually displaying how the Illuminati think of the world around it and what will happen when they take over and this New World Order is to begin. It is believed that the five stories under the airport are actually secret bunkers to house the world's elite and like bougie people. It's basically the Illuminati or the Freemasons, people who have a lot of money or are important to the world. This is a place where they would go if an apocalyptic thing happened, which actually like, here's the problem with a lot of the theories around the Illuminati and things like that. If you looked at the Illuminati theories like a pie, one sliver of that pie makes sense. It makes sense if it was like an apocalyptic thing or world happening that an airport would be a perfect place because they could fly into the airport and then immediately go underground. And we're going to talk about people who other people think belong to this society or whatever in a little bit. But we're going to give you a brief history on the Illuminati. And I'm going to say that my brief history came from Wikipedia and BuzzFeed Unsolved. Just say. Don't come at us. (laughs) Yeah, it's a secret society. So therefore, everything is rumor shrouded in mystery. We don't know. 
So, in the 1870s, in Bavaria, Germany, a German professor by the name of Adam Wesselhemft, we're going to call him Adam. So, Adam was a German professor, and he basically would found the Illuminati on the French philosophy of secularism and rational thought. So, basically, Adam wanted to be a Freemason, but there's one part of it that Tara didn't mention of how you become a Freemason, is you gotta pay some money. You have to pay tuition. And he couldn't afford the tuition to be a Freemason, so he created the Order of the Illuminati. And this is in the 1780s. The Illuminati became a threat to the church because they were, you know, talking rational stuff, you know. And the church was like, no, no, no. We have control. You can't have control. So, like, literally think of, like... The Da Vinci Code or Inferno or Angels and Demons, where they talk about the Illuminati and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Use that as a point of reference on how, like, the church saw them and everything like that. So, with that, the church basically banned or outlawed secret societies. I don't know how the Freemasons survived, but essentially the Illuminati was run out of Germany and they went into France where they basically disappeared. But the theory is that they didn't actually disappear. They just went farther underground and was more of like a whisper. Mm. Now, I want to point this out, like the logic of how the Illuminati is used. In the 1920s, fascists believed that the Illuminati were a group of Jewish people, fascists like Nazis. Mm-hmm. Flash forward into the next decade, World War II starts, and they literally start putting them into camps. Not saying that World War II happened because of the Illuminati being Jewish people. That's not what I'm saying. But there are conspiracy theorists who believe this. Post-World War II, anti-communists thought, oh, the Illuminati is full of communists. So they were trying to stomp them out. Present day, Illuminati is hand-in-hand recognized as the New World Order. And some like younger millennials, even some millennials my age, and Gen Z, a lot of them believe that famous people belong to the Illuminati and basically that this like elite one to two percent of the American population is going to capture 90 to 99 percent of the population and put us in camps and that kind of shit. The Illuminati's like goal back in the day was to be like have self-knowledge, self-improvement, to free think and then be like socially advanced, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So according to a national poll by the public's policy polling, whatever, in 2013, 28% of people believe the existence of a new world order. In fact, in 1991, George Bush gave a speech where he talked about the U.S. and the U.N. being part of the new world order. And he said, It'll work and gave a smirk and people were like, what the fuck is this shit? So there are four main theories of the Illuminati that people subscribe to. The first one is by a guy who's known as Mark from Michigan or Mark Korinik. So he is a right wing militant activist propagandist. He believes that the New World Order is made up of the U.S. government, the U.N., and other powerful organizations, and that Americans will lose all of their rights or have all their rights taken away, and there'll be this formation of an all-powerful government, and that they will put all these non-Illuminati members into camps run by FEMA. Okay. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, like, this month, we've talked about, like, Waco. This kind of fits perfectly into the theme we have for April. I don't know how April became this way, but it just did. (laughs) 
It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. It kind of fits right in there, which is kind of how people are thinking like this like elitist government would be able to run out of the Denver airport because the underground bunkers would be like their secret headquarters and office. Yeah. So theory number two is by a guy by the name of David Icke. And he believes that world leaders such as Queen Elizabeth, Barack Obama, the Clintons, etc. are shape-shifting lizards. I have semi-heard this, and I cannot wait to hear more on this because I don't know anything else. (laughs) I also want to say that same poll that we talked about earlier, Mm. 4% of people believe that the world is run by lizard people. Basically, it's stating that all Freemasons and all Illuminati members are a lizard race that lives up humans and frequently or occasionally demand human sacrifices. And that in the Denver airport is where these people like take refuge and they can go be their lizard people. And that's why there have been rumors or false sightings of lizard people. And by the way, the false sightings of lizard people are literally the employees putting on lizard masks. These people are my favorite. Because they think it's funny. (laughs) Just saying. It's like a baggage handler and he's like wearing his baggage handler gear with just like a lizard rubber lizard mask on like full head. Like one you get from Spirit Halloween. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I'm pretty sure like one of them I saw was like a velociraptor head. And I was like, calm down, people. This is also why there's theory that like Queen Elizabeth secretly owns land near Denver because she has her own fucking bunker that there was this like theory that during this time there was like a meteor that was heading towards the earth like armageddon style and barack obama just so happened to be in denver and people thought that he went to denver purposely to like outlive this oh my god it's only five stories down if there was a fucking meteor he still would have died but they think he's a lizard person (laughs) so the Third very popular thing will go along with Lucifer and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So a very well-known tele-evangelist by the name of Pat Robertson, which I know because I'm pretty sure he's on the show called The 700 Club, which my parents watched. Wouldn't that come on like ABC Family before it became Freeform at like late at night? Yeah, which for us would be like late at night It would be like three or four in the morning or something. (laughs) He wrote a book and basically it talked about how the New World Order slash the Illuminati is responsible for, let's say, some very important things in history like the French Revolution or the Communist Manifesto or the Federal Reserve. Because it's got that triangle on the back of the bunny, which the triangle is the Illuminati symbol. And basically says that the New World Order or the Illuminati will bring forth the Antichrist and basically bring around the end times as told through Revelation, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which would be like Lucifer in representation. So the New World Order for the human race under the domination of Lucifer and his followers So the way this theory can be applied to the Denver International Airport is that Lucifer or Satan's steed or whatever his name is, is put there because of the fact that the Illuminati are saying, like, this is where it's coming from. So that's the third theory. The fourth theory is my favorite theory. So the fourth theory is that the Illuminati are killing off celebrities and replacing them with clones. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's basically that they are brainwashing people or brainwashing celebrities because it's either that they're replacing them with clones or that they're brainwashing the actual celebrity to basically be a part of this. Some famous examples that they give is Beyonce, Eminem, the rapper, not the candy, <laughs> and Al Roker. If you watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved video, they show you three different things. Eminem is like on an ESPN thing, which I'm like, dude, this is Eminem. Why is he Why is he on it? Mm-hmm. And he starts acting weird. And so like they start talking to him and he's just like gets big bug eyed and is kind of like looking around all weird like. So like, look, this is a sign that he's a clone. Okay. Right. Because he's malfunctioning. And then when he comes around, he goes, oh, live TV trips me out. And so it was just really funny because it's like, okay, is is live TV just is it freaking him out because he's a clone or did his clone malfunction? Hmm. Another one with Al Roker is that they say something that's like super weird and slightly inappropriate. And then his face freezes in this like weird way. And he's basically stuck like that longer than people would expect. But that could be a medical condition as well. Like, in my opinion, yeah, he could be having like an absent seizure or something. I don't know if he has those or anything like that, but he could. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, like those take you over in times of distress and you're just like stuck there until you come out of it. Yeah. And then there's this one of Beyonce and she's at like a basketball game and Jay-Z's watching the game. But she's like sitting there like rocking back and forth, just like, you guys can't see what I'm doing, but Tara can. <laughs> just like swaying her head. Yeah. She's like swaying her head and like rocking in her seat. Ryan had to like speed up the video on that episode. But I also started thinking about it like, what if she's just really bored or... What if she's high? What if she's drunk? What if she's bored out of her skull? So she's like, whatever. So Shane says, <laughs> she's not her clone. She's just right. And this came out in 2016. So this makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like she was just right in Lemonade <laughs> at the time. Oh, man. She just writing those songs, you know? <laughs> That's funny. She very well could have been. You never know. <laughs> right. Other celebrities that they say are this is like Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they're said to hold up that symbol. But it's also the symbol, like a triangle is the symbol for Jay-Z's record label and the logo. So when people combat that, they go, well, why do you think he chose that logo? It's because he's an Illuminati. I'm like, okay. They also say that Kanye West is, Lady Gaga, Madonna, Kobe Bryant apparently was. Mm, R.I.P. For reals. And they, this is my favorite theory with this one, is they say that the whole like VMA thing that happened with Kanye West and Taylor Swift is actually Kanye West like indicting Taylor Swift and the Illuminati. <laughs> and that she had to get publicly hazed and humiliated. And that's how she made it in to the Illuminati. Oh, man. However... There is a website that you can go to. It's like IlluminatiOfficial.org and you can buy merch. Oh, I will not. I'm okay. You can buy jewelry. You can buy their pendant. You can buy their internal oath. I'm okay. It's $20. If that shows up in our P.O. box, Jessica, I swear to God, I'm going to die. By the way, the P.O. box is linked in our link tree. No, it's not. It's in the show. We're not linked. It's in our show notes. (laughs) So... If you want to send Tara a bunch of Illuminati oaths, <laughs> I'll be forever grateful. Oh, dear God. Please, please don't. Let's skip that. Thanks. 
<laughs> also, like, my thing is, is, this is supposed to be, like, the elite of the elite, like, secret society, which started as, like, a poor man's Freemason type situation. And that's also why, like, they think that the Freemasons and the Illuminati have, like, kind of merged on some level, that, like, the people who obtain, like, the highest level are actually part of the Illuminati as well, are these, like, celebrity statuses. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time believing that anyone who, who, any organization that's an elite that sells their oath online for $20, you can also apply to be a member of the Illuminati on that website. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. (laughs) Anyway, one of these four theories of Illuminati, these people, their new headquarters, which was once in Germany or France, is now actually in Denver, Colorado, and is under their airport. And this is why we saw Kevin James or could have seen Kevin James in the airport. And we missed our opportunity to go with him to be part of the Illuminati. (laughs) Darn. I know. But there's all these theories. So there's these bunkers underneath. And this is where they say that the headquarters is. Here's the problem with all these theories is that some people are like, because there's like schematics of these bunkers that people drew. And you don't know if these are architectural plans, crazy nut jobs who are just writing shit down for the sake of writing shit down. Or here's the thing. Secret societies probably exist. We know that the Freemasons exist. It's an actual organization you can belong to. It's not unrealistic to think that there's a secret society out there like the Illuminati, but I don't think they have as much of a reach as, say, like, Queen Elizabeth (laughs) as a shape-shifting lizard. Uh, (laughs) She's clearly a werewolf. And if you get that reference, please comment us somewhere. Let me know where that reference is from. But what I'm saying is is that they think that this is, and it makes sense, like, this is where, like, that sliver of logic comes in, is that if you were going to have a headquarters that was going to basically take over the world or need to exist after the world was, like, being blown up, by like nuclear arms, you would need it to basically be someplace that you would fly into and then immediately go underground. Because, I mean, it doesn't make sense that they would fly into Denver and then drive way out into the Rocky Mountains. Now, another theory with the underground is that there's actually a tunnel system that leads out and the headquarters are somewhere mounted in the mountains. You know, like they're actually like carved into the mountain somewhere. But the trains that are underneath the ground, there's like five trains or something that runs. And that's why it's five stories. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the reason that there are different quote unquote bunkers is because like real talk is this automated baggage system. They would have had to go to like different gates, you know, so that you wouldn't have one big like system and pile up. You would be able to feed throughout like it would be able to go that way. I just want to know how many bags got lost. Right. Oh, the true horror. Right. That's the true mystery of this. So not a lot is known about it other than this is where they think it is. And here are the reasons why. The reasons why Lucifer is the symbol that the New World Order is taking over and the Antichrist will rise. The reason they think lizard people are underground is because the Illuminati are actually shape-shifting lizards. There's, like, all these, like, really weird reasons that this is. And if one day we find out that there is an Illuminati and their headquarters is under the Denver airport, I'm gonna be very impressed because the Denver airport has just been, like, leaning into it. So during, like, the restoration of the airport and the construction and everything, they've been putting up banners that'll have, like, a a guy with, like, a lizard head right (laughs) 
Yeah. It'll say something like, we're redoing the home for our our lizard people or something. So they really play into it. Or, you know, another theory is that there's aliens down there. And so they have like a cat with a tinfoil hat on saying that it's the cats being protected from the aliens. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of stuff. So really, I think that the Denver airport has done a fantastic job of using craziness to kind of make travel a little bit more fun. Especially like for me, when I fly into Denver, it's always a layover. Yeah. So that's kind of all I have. This is a fun topic. Thank you, Lindsay, for not only sending us that topic, but for being a $10 patron. We appreciate you so, so much. Yes. So that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be a patron and have your own episode, go to the show notes. There's a link tree you can click. It'll take you out there. And once again, thank you, Lindsay, for picking this topic. And we will see you on Monday for our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.